Chicago hip-hop luminaries The Cool Kids have recently released their album Special Edition Grandmaster Deluxe, the duo's first in six years. I got to speak with Sir Michael Rocks and Chuck English about the album and, of course, their influence on an entire generation of rap music. This is my conversation with The Cool Kids. Stop working, just got paid. I only hit your line at the right time. Baby, tell me what's your sign if you like mine. Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Aries, Scorpio, Capricorn. Oh, you a Libra, Aquarius, or Sagittarius? I'm trying to get that action on. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo 91.1 FM in Chicago. I'm Jesse Menendez, my in-studio guest, Chuck English and Sir Michael Rocks of The Cool Kids. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us, man. So the new album is here, Special Edition Grandmaster Deluxe. I like the fact that you kept it short, you know, nice something that just rolls off the tongue with that title. Oh yeah. I can't think of another group in any part of the country that had as much influence, and I'm not trying to be sensational, that had as much influence on an era of rap in a specific location like the Cool Kids influence here in the city of Chicago. I've talked to you about this, Mikey. I forget where I was flipping through some book, and it referenced y'all. It was kind of like a Wikipedia-type thing, and not only did it say Cool Kids out of Chicago, but it talked about your impact, your impact on pop culture as far as style and just like the swag culture. Now we're here with this new album. Considering the mark that the two of you have made on hip-hop, was there any expectation that y'all placed on this album on what it would do this time around, considering you guys hit it so hard the first time around? Um, I see the first time as, uh, I don't know if I want to say it wasn't accidental. I just, we existed in a time where there wasn't anybody thinking about doing anything like us. We weren't even thinking about it. We were just as as much as we wanted to rap and and exist in that. Our number one rule was like we cooler than everybody else we didn't met. So let's just stick to what we know. Let's talk about what we know. Let's just do. Let's make this completely inclusive. And if people want to listen to us, they'll feel us instead of us trying to feel them. You know what I mean? Like I don't make music to cater to people. I make it to like live. So I could like actually have happiness on earth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the first go round, what would you say? Like we just didn't know. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't have a clue. Yeah, it, it didn't. Nothing like that existed before. So it was actually, it was really easy for us to like kick that hole into the into the system because like it wasn't something that anybody had seen yet. So when we showed up, it was just like this, just shock of everybody just trying to figure out what the hell was like really going on so uh it was it was pretty simple to to launch that you know launch that image into the world at that time and i would say this album my expectations were to just actually like surpass what we did you know prior to this that was my only expectation for i didn't really have one as far as like what the world would do and what they would say and all that because you don't really know bro like the internet is it's a it's a, It'll it's, a lie to you. it's a three-headed monster, you know, so you never really know. You can't really, you know, put your finger on what their response will be to things or what the world's response will be. So I don't even hang myself up on that. I just every project I do, I'm like, I know how I feel about it. This is what I put into it. Here y'all go. It's up to y'all to, you know, figure out what you want to, you know, place on it and what you want to label it as, yeah. but it's not your responsibility to worry about that. And once you get caught up in like 
expectations of what people will do, then you'll you'll start to, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy with that because you don't know, man. People are, they're people. You don't know what they're going to do, man. So just, you know, leave it up to the stars I, yeah. and, and do your best. You can, you can influence ideas or, like, try to, create a narrative where you you you're not expecting people you're like forcing them into this like little you know area where this is the only response they're gonna have and that's like a lot of the marketing but i wouldn't say we don't we don't got all the resources in the world like as we're working towards that but this album was to eliminate people's prior notions of what we can do you know, like, oh, they're retro. Oh, they're minimalists. Oh, they're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. Like, you don't know what you're talking about, fam. And you ain't seen us in six years. So what do you know? So that album was uh, like, you will never figure us out. This is has elements of what you liked us for. But if you getting on the train, get on now. It's about to get weird. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad you weird. said that. No, <laughs> that's exactly what I felt going into this album. I didn't know what to expect from you guys production-wise or even just how you would flip your verses. This completely shattered all of those preconceived notions that I had. And it's funny that you say retro because that's something I probably would use to describe previous releases. Right. I always wanted to ask you about that. And that's the whole, I'll say this. This is how I know when people haven't listened to the album. When mm-hmm. I've read a lot of the write-ups and they're all good. Right. But it's like... Fam, I know you didn't listen to it because you're giving off these descriptions and these adjectives that aren't there. Like, it takes me back to high school. It's got that same... No, it doesn't. So no. you didn't even <laughs> listen. You're just going with the popular opinion, which is cool. I don't mind being popular opinion. You know what I'm saying? That's oh. just always beneficial for you, but... Don't pass this off as fact. Nah, don't, don't not listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, people will skim through movies and give reviews. People will skim through TV shows and give their opinion. Like, people are so eager to give their opinion before they really let some ish digest. Like, it actually might be the greatest thing you ever heard, and you don't want to talk about it. Like, I'd rather have that emotion than you be quick to tweet, like, oh, man, the Cool Kids, cool kids album is hot. 14 Fire Flame emojis, and you only listen to the intro. You know featuring, what I'm saying? Featuring Hannibal Burst. But that's why we set it up that way. I know from the intro, you like, damn, this is what the cool kids sound like. You get six songs in, you like, I don't yo, know who where is this. F- yeah. yeah. There, there are moments on this next. album, I was like, yo, is that B real that I hear? For a minute, I thought this was some Cypress Hill type dish. <laughs> right, some some right, Beastie right. Boy vibes going on in some of these tracks, yeah, which it's, is crazy. It's, it's like walking through that haunted house, you don't know what's about to pop out next, man. Take me back to the very beginning, like some of that sparse, minimalist, wavy production that we came to know the cool kids for. Considering that the two of you have production backgrounds, how much of it was Chuck, how much of it was Mikey that we first heard of the cool kids? Well, at kids? first, we had an atmosphere little situation we were going to do. I wasn't even going to rap. If I had to give something up right now, like if you told me today, like, hey, fam, pick it, pick it. I'm getting X. I'm getting really good at rapping. Like, I can. Boss got heavy. Yeah. But I'll never not want to make what I'm making. It's like telling an architect, like, oh, man, you can only, uh, you know what I'm saying? You can only lay the interior design. Like, hell no. Nah. Like, I need to build. I want to build this out because I know what it's going to look like mm-hmm. when it's finished. And interior de- decorators, like if if this was a partnership, I'm like an architect. He's like an interior designer. So I'll have this shell, and he'll be like, oh, inside of this shell, 
You know what I'm saying? It can look cool from the outside, but if inside ain't tight, then you really don't got nothing going. So that's kind of like the partnership. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll create an idea or a bubble. Like, I want him to walk in and tell me what he see. Where should we put this? Where should we put that? Where should we put this? Where should this wall go? You know what I'm saying? And that was the beginning. And that was, like, how I would make stuff. And then I'd lead a studio, and he'd come in and, like, wrote, write his blueprint out for the interior. Now we both on the outside, and we both on the inside. Like, well, what should this well, How should this go? This should go. Like, laying the bricks together. Yeah. And that just comes from being, like, older. A lot of artists, you know, they peaked when they started. Yeah. Like, we were trash. Imagine that. Like, our trash demo ended up shaking the world up. That's pretty much what happened. And here you are now. You're 22, you're 23, and still changing the world. <laughs> nah, straight up. <laughs> Considering there was a period of time where you couldn't really release music under the Cool Kids brand, do you feel when you look back at that time now that that was time wasted? Now, I know y'all nah, were doing solo-ish, but do you think it was time wasted for the world to get more Cool Kids stuff? Nah, nah. I, I think... There came a point, too, where music uh, had reached a point where we we needed to not be there at that time. You know, I think the cool kids as as a group needed to not be there at a certain point in time. And um, just because of the, you know, the, the way that things were shaping up musically, especially in rap, like it wouldn't it wouldn't have fit. It wouldn't have fit right there. And timing is everything with this. So if you want to rush your shot and be in a space that is not you know a space that's not conducive to you then that's how you waste time and throwing out floppy disk and you know throwing this to the wall that won't stick because it's not that time for you to be there so i think that you know taking our uh taking our time solo to do different projects and stuff was it was a perfect time to do that really man like if we would have kept like pushing cool kids stuff at that time when we split it might have even like it might have even damaged our perception of it you know what i'm saying it might have even messed up me and his you know workflow and our relationship when we're working because it wasn't it wasn't conducive for us to do it at that time personally in our personal lives and our business it wasn't conducive and you know and in the social world it wasn't conducive at that time for us to be doing that so it kind of worked out perfectly to where we split at the time where we needed to kind of disappear for a minute. And it's like, you don't know what you got, you know, until it's gone. It makes people kind of makes people kind of remember and appreciate things that they really, you know, enjoyed. Yeah. And you get people to call back for you. That's better than having them wish they would, you know, be able to shut you off. Yeah, I like it's that. gotten to the point where, like, I don't know if that was it wasn't a personal decision by either of us. I you know there's a greater force in the world and I I feel like what we're doing we obviously have angels looking over us and making sure like you know let's not off this up, you know what I'm saying? Like let's help them. And during that time I got really good at my craft. You know what I'm saying? The minimalist sound comes from I didn't play as many instruments 6 years ago. Now I play 4 or 5. You know what I mean? I didn't mix and master my records before. I used to watch someone mix them, and I would go to a mastering office. Now I can mix and pretty much as good as anybody I've uh, idolized. All of those five years I was doing stuff on my own, I was working with Mike Eisinger and Dave Siddick, like two of the biggest producers, period. So I'm taking issue from them and putting it in my brain while I'm not doing, you know, on a break. But I'm not on a break. I, like, went to Harvard. I'm learning how to record a song, make a song, mix the song the right way. Like, you know, a little small story before I started working with Dave Siddick, I used to record 
and not care about how it went into the board. Like he showed me how to record a song mixed before it's even done. Like crazy. record it in mixed. Then you don't got to do nothing. Like so all of those like you know small steps towards being better. Like we knew we was what we was going to do. This wasn't uh up in the air like oh well, are we going to get back together? No, it's like stay healthy. You know, look both ways before you cross traffic so you don't get hit by a car because in five, six years, this is going to be perfect timing and people going to look around like, damn, what was the music that hit us? What was What's the one thing we can hold on to? And then you go miss like, man, where the cool kids at? Why, why cool kids ain't doing nothing? And then boom. There you are. Yeah, and then it's not like this microwave, oh, we back, here's this cheesy-ass record y'all can listen to. No, nah, we back, so get used to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't ask us where we at. I'm just giving you the news so you can leave us alone about where we gonna be. I like we that. here. Get on the flow. Get on the flow. Get on the flow. Get on the flow. So you were talking about putting this album out and wanting it to have the effect where maybe in four or five months somebody's just gonna now find a track like Too Smooth and be like, yo, how'd I miss this one the first time I listened to it? So yeah. that it has that stain power. Yeah. But you also did something unconventional to today's music releases and that's you got an album that's 16 tracks long including including some of like the, the sketches and what have you. But did you have any concern that the internet fickle audience, I'm doing air quotes, would, I, it'd be too much for them to consume? I kind of, I, I made the decision at the beginning of the record, I'm cooler than y'all. I don't care what you feel. Like, when we did 10 songs on a bake sale, nobody was doing 10 songs. They had 19, 20. Yeah. Like, we were the first persons to call their record an EP in, like, 20 years prior. Now EP's everything. Anything that's not an album's an EP, but it's not. Mm-hmm. EP's <laughs> extended play. Long play. I know the difference. Like, bake sale came in under 50 minutes. This one is an hour and nine. So I'm naming it technically what it's supposed to be. I feel like we would have shortchanged ourselves if we would have slow dosed people. Let's give them all we got right now. And then the next record, they'll expect that. Like, I want the same type of unclassification that Outkast has, where you don't know what they're going to do. Like, they are a group and it falls under rap music, but that could be anything because that group raised me. Like, I, I listened to them. And would lose, like, leave Earth, going to sleep, listening to how they put their records together. So when people thought they had us figured out, that was the only thing that bothers me. When you feel like, oh, they're the minimalist retro group. Like, dude, I'll slap you. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you listening to us? Did you listen to any of the mixtapes? Did you listen to Gone Fiction? What was minimal about Gone Fiction? People just get these ideas in their head and they follow these narratives because they're too lazy to figure out things on their own. I ain't mad. I'm just saying, like... Our goal is to shout. Anytime you figure, think that you got us figured out, we're going to do something that you didn't even expect. And we probably going to start it. And we probably going to do it the coolest. And that's just our plan. So, like, with this album, 16 tracks is all we had. We just did them over and over and over until they were perfect. Or switch the verse. Or I'll change the drums. Or something like that. Like, once you got an idea, you should work that, flush that ideal out to it's perfect. That's, like, how we like to work on record. It's something that my mom told me when I was younger. Like, once you put your, like, when I do half-ass homework and I turn it in my teacher or if I had, like, a stain, my mother was like, you put your name at the top of that. Mm. Like, that didn't mean nothing to you? I was like, what? 
what you talking to talk about? Like, be proud of my homework? She's like, be proud of anything you put your name on. If you're going to do half-ass homework, put another name on it. And I was like, damn, okay. Well, from then on, anything I put my name on, I want it to be the best thing I did at that time. Boys, thank you very much. Appreciate you.